Hello everybody, it's Graham Cove with my music. Uh, today, we're having a second attempt at speaking today. We tried to do it yesterday. It didn't quite work out because of the gods of Wi-Fi. Uh, but now, we're using the gods of 4G, which is infinitely better, as it, it may seem. Um, I'm going to be speaking today from Rocket Kings in a minute. But first, let's have this video from Analog Trash. Dave from the Rocket Kings. Um, let's start with that. Hi, Dave. It's great Hello. to be able to actually talk to you. By the way, um, yes. you know, yesterday was was a disaster. Let's put it that way. Uh, <laughs> These things you know, happen. Things happen. technology just gives it, it gives up sometimes. Um, Absolutely. Rocket Kings uh, new album coming out. Do you want to just give everybody a heads up about the album? What it's called? Um, when it's available? Yeah, so it's actually it actually came out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it's called Paving the Way. Uh, it's got 12 songs on it. This is our second uh, full album um, after we had an EP as well. Um, and we're, we're pretty darned excited about it. That's kind of a, <laughs> that's the kind of crux of it is, uh, yeah, we're, we're really pleased. We put a lot of effort into it and, uh, um, and, uh, and we're really pleased how it's come out. And we're, so we're, we're pleased that people, people, already people seem to, be, uh, seem to be saying good, nice things about it, which is kind of always good. And uh, hopefully people will continue to listen to it and uh, enjoy it for however long. Uh, they say, uh, or the Beatles did, you know, with a little help from your friends, uh, you've had a little help from some friends on this album in terms of uh, production and things like that. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so uh, so we have a producer, Josh McCrone, uh, who, who did the last album as well, who we just... We just clicked from the first time we met him, and and it's kind of funny, where, like exactly like you say with the Beatles. You know, they always talk about George Martin being the uh, the fifth Beatle, and then a number of you know you get a number of other bands like that. Now, I'm not sure Josh is quite like that, but it's not far off. We just seem to think in the same way in terms of how sound and production we're very. I don't know. I don't know what all bands are like when they go in the studio and they've written songs, but I'm I'm particularly myself, I'm very unprecious about my songs in the fact that I want them to sound as good as they can get. Now, if that means somebody else is going to say, that bit's not great, but that bit's great, or why don't you try this, or why don't you do that, then I'm open to all those kind of things. And what Josh has always been is great. We, we said this very clearly to him, and some said, throw us ideas, help us. And uh, and he's so good at that, where he, you know, he'll... He'll turn around and he'll go, right, this song's almost finished, but you know what I think it needs? What about if we did some hand claps here? And uh, and, he, and, he, and I remember the first time he did that and I went, do you actually know what I was thinking there? Because uh, that's kind of my <laughs> little kind of thing. And so we got on with him great. And uh, and so we, we really enjoyed working with him. He's a lot of fun. So um, so Josh has kind of uh, sort of now become a little bit of a, a, a nice kind of uh, running kind of part of the band almost in terms of when we're in the studio. 
And then what was also nice on this album is we also uh, added, uh, we got trumpet on two songs, which is completely something we'd never thought we'd ever kind of do, um, which was really, really exciting. So Guy Richard, uh, Richard Van Ryn came in and did some uh, did some trumpet for him. That kind of happened by accident as well. I mean, that was, I was, uh, I'd, I'd written a, um, I'd written a solo on, on the ukulele for one of the songs, uh, um, Say It Was A Smile. And uh, and I was sitting chatting to Bex from the band and this went, do you know what, this, this sounds great and trumpet but i kind of said it very flippantly as like and she just went oh, oh yeah i know trumpet player and i went really yeah 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 um let me message him <laughs> and she said and he was there messaged him, messaged him messaged him and he went yeah, yeah i'll be up for that and uh week later he was in the studio and recording i thought well if we're getting him in the studio for one song let's get him on a couple so uh so so i kind of got some very very rough mixes of these two songs they weren't finished I got them from Josh and I then sang some trumpet parts over the top of it. Now, I was going to ask you about that. I was going to I was going to ask you, I was going to say, um, you you said you wrote those parts on the ukulele. But did you did you when when you then wanted those parts as trumpet parts, did you do the fake trumpet? Because uh, come on, yes. I love play, I love playing fake trumpet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did well, you? That's me. That's much. If I ever need a fake trumpet player, I'm coming to you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was one of those things where I'd written I'd written this solo in particular, which I thought that would kind of work. Um, and so I yeah I got my I guess I got this recording I did over the top, and then what I did is on the the rest of it I kind of just gave some very vague this kind of thing might work got the other song and kind of went actually this kind of thing might work and and richard's a he's a he's a great a great musician he came in and he played the note for note perfect the trumpet solo that i'd suggested but then on and the then other went, bits, yeah i'm going to do this as well <laughs> yeah yeah but, but, on the, but on the other bits what he did was great is the fact that i'd said look we're really flexible so look, if you've got some ideas again throw him in the mix because like you're the trumpet player like you might go yeah this will sound great or that sound. and that's kind of what he did he kind of went yeah actually i like the idea of what you know i kind of almost gave i gave him a little starting point to go here's some of the things that might work and might be kind of good um and then he came in and uh and then just kind of used that and then added to it and went oh hold on i could put a little harmony kind of bit on here as well and um and it was great and it was so exciting and then we we launched the album uh with a gig uh, was it about three weeks ago no, two of whatever the album came out two or three weeks ago and uh, i'm really excited he came along and played the two songs as well came along and did it and you know i mean we have we had one practice with him the week before that and uh one of the, one of the songs we were playing yellow bird of fortune we were playing we tried to try tried first when he was there and bex who sings it was almost couldn't sing because she was so excited going wow this sounds great we got live trumpet <laughs> it's like not something we'd ever thought we'd do so it was really quite exciting having that um so it was great to have him and that gives an extra kind of edge to a couple of the songs. And then the the, the other thing we did, which we, which we really enjoyed was we'd almost finished the album. I think it was the last day of recording, but I'd had this idea that there's a song uh, called The Time of Our Lives where um, I thought it'd be really nice to have a kind of a, kind of a, a whole choir of kind of voices kind of near the end. 
So we put out a call on our kind of social media and went, does anybody fancy coming in the studio and just kind of singing this bit? Here's, here's the bit. It's got, you know, it's a la-la-la kind of section. I kind of played it on my ute just on a little kind of 30-second video. And uh, and so we had 19 of our friends and wow. kind of uh, came in. I mean, it's a pretty small studio. <laughs> the, space, the space is pretty small. Came in and uh, and then kind of came and recorded in the studio. And, and, the, and, I, and the great thing about that was the fact that most of those people had never been anywhere near a recording studio before. So actually, they just said it was a really nice experience. You know, they were people were there for an hour or something. Really nice experience to come and see what goes on when you kind of do these things. You know, they've got to go and put their headphones on and kind of sing together. And Josh was obviously there and kind of helping them along. And it means that there's this really nice choir of where there's uh, our friends have actually, are actually on the album, not just like the album, they're on the album. Which is uh, which is great. So uh, so um, yeah, so a few extra nice little things we've done this time around. I think you could continue that when you play live. Uh, if if you if you do a little tour, I think you could continue that. So you could you could potentially uh, put out the call prior to playing any gigs. So if any any trumpet player wants to join you live on stage <laughs> to do the trumpet parts, and if any any members of the audience want to to join you for that song. Then the, well, then yeah. What we, what, actually, at the launch, at the launch one, there were a, I think there were about ten or eleven of the nineteen were there. Now we played. To be fair, we played this in a uh, in a pub in Reading. A red, you know, it's not a not a huge kind of place, and uh, there was there was not not a chance of them coming up to kind of stand with us to play because they made up a chunk of the audience. But also, like physically, it wasn't kind of possible. But what was really nice is I did get them to make sure they were they were kind of known to everybody else, so that they uh, kind of went right. You're definitely singing on this one because you know your parts already. So uh, yeah. So that well, was what you do is you just take the volume down. And then allow the audience to sing that bit. Well, you know? we well, funnily enough, funny you should say that. So on the on the last album, there's a song called Space Camp, where there's a little part of the part of it. It's kind of a, it's almost like a call and response thing, which goes, "Oh, we're going to space camp," and uh, and that's become a thing when we play live. Is that we did it by accident for the first time years ago, where we were playing the song and David on the drums. Just the first time it happens, just stopped. And we all stopped and the audience all sang this back to us. And then so what we now do is every time we play it, I kind of go just before we play the song, I always go, right, you're going to have a little practice before it. There's going to be a line and then there's going to be, oh, we're going to space. And I get them to practice. And then what we do is we stop it. We all stop and get the audience to sing that bit. Um, and then it kind of it kind of runs throughout the song. And the nice thing about it now is we have quite a few people who come back and see us kind of on a regular basis. And I kind of don't even need to say this is what you're going to do. But uh it just what it is what they do, <laughs> which is kind of nice. I, 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 I love getting audiences involved in kind of stuff. It's. Uh, I, I it's think a, that's a nice kind of. Um, I think that's kind of a nice little moment for people because the only other time that you do that is in school assemblies. <laughs> Remember when you're young, right? Or, or obviously, if you're a churchgoer and you go to church and you learn a new song for the first time, but yeah. it's the it's the only kind of time that people do that. And I, I've seen several bands do it recently. I was actually watching um, uh, Bombay Bicycle Club um, oh, yeah, yeah. on on uh, on the Instagram last night, and they they they'd been doing that at some of their gigs where they they'd taken it all right down and it was completely acoustic. In fact, they, even the drummer was just playing a a, a box. Um, right. etc and the audience were singing back to them and, yeah. and and it was really it was really really lovely and I just think yeah that's that's great because I'm sure people have a kind of real nostalgic moment when that happens 
because it kind of does take them back to school where they'd go right we're going to learn this song today and yeah. here's here's this bit and then you sing it back and when else does that happen you know i mean it, yeah. it's it's nice but you know what? But you know what I like about it the most is where that first time it happened, it sort of happened organically. It wasn't <clears> as if I said, "You're going to sing," or "Could you sing this back to us?" It, they did. Just, it, well, not only did it happen with the audience, but what we didn't know is that <laughs> David was obviously on the drums, thinking the same thing, and he kind of stopped, and we all stopped Quiet. together, and then then we came back in again after the line, and. Uh, and then it just, that became a thing that evolved. But of course, then we're kind of chuckling to ourselves. And then, I didn't sing the next line very well the first time we did it. Because <laughs> you, you kind of go, You were oh, kind of like, ooh. No, absolutely. And, we, and, and that, that, that whole audience, getting the audience part of the thing is, is a big thing that we kind of do. You know, I'm, I'm, everything I do to do with music, it should be fun. And so I have a bit of a thing that when you play a gig, if we're not having fun, why should the audience be having fun? So, you know, that whole thing about, you know, and you go and see bands of all levels, like, you know, from, you know, playing in pubs, amateur kind of bands through to kind of bigger bands. And um, and, it, and it frustrates me at times where you kind of go, you know, where there's the, the level of perform, like the songs might be great, but if the perform performance isn't there as well, then it kind of doesn't do something for me live in the same kind of way. It should there should be some extra little bit. Now, I mean the other thing the other thing that we have, which is again involved a little bit bizarrely, is so there's again a song on the last album called The Running Man, which is um, was written about so uh, Bex and the band. Her husband is a um, like an ultra marathon runner, long distance kind of runner, and he did a he did a thing. Um, was it two? two years ago now where he ran around the coastline of England and Wales did like 75 marathons in 85 days and that sounds bonkers and it really is bonkers but he did this ridiculous kind of thing for charity but, but the songs about it about him called the running man but this has become a oh Dave we've lost you for a second oh no look it was all going so well we were talking, Dave was responding, we were hearing everything. And now, oh, as well. I think he's coming back. Uh, we lost you there for a minute, but you're back. Oh, we lost. <laughs> lost for a minute. Um, sorry. So, so we have this thing in, in The Running Man where uh, we kind of start running while we're kind of playing to the end of the song because that's part of the whole running thing. And this has become a thing where, and we played it, then we played a gig. We've been doing that for a little while. Then we played a gig um, in Aldershot where where some of the people in the audience knew that we do the running thing and then they ran through the entire song. The song goes on for about four minutes. They're standing there, right, all running. At the end of the song, we we applauded them because we thought, geez, that's some going. They've come to a gig and they're standing there kind of they're kind of running here. And we have this thing. So we played when we played that launch gig and we played the out we played the new album in order. We had a little mm. break and then we played some of the older songs. We played the running man there and we had we had a whole load of people running around the pub. And it was, uh, and uh, it's quite a, it's quite a thing. <laughs> so, I love uh, that. It's, uh, it's, uh, there's some, and, and then everybody feels really involved. And but again, it sort of has happened organically. We didn't go. Could you all get up and run around the pub? They've just done that, <laughs> and uh, it's great. Yeah, I, I've kind of, I've kind of changed my perspective on performance over the years. I guess um, I like yourself personally when i used to perform i used to always want to make sure that i was really getting the audience involved and yeah. and i you know 
really wanted to give a lot, yeah. <laughs> both both musically and physically, to the audience, etc. Yeah. So I would come off stage absolutely drenched. <laughs> That's me. I'm like uh, in the sweat, and and I would, you know, I wouldn't stand still for a minute, and I'd be here, there, and everywhere. Um, and I, you know, I kind of always because I always enjoyed performances that were slightly larger than life. Um, but then I guess I guess as I've got older, I've also enjoyed going to watch some musicians where there's not a lot of stuff happening other than the music. And I think it I think it really depends on I think it depends on A the audience and B the artist and the the type of music or the type of art that the, the artist is producing. Because in a way I suppose and I liken it to like uh, physical art in a way, which is that some some pieces of art are very bold and you know yeah. bright and dynamic and you know immediately kind of grab your attention. And then some things are very very subtle, but in a way they're incredibly intricate, and you kind of hone in on the intricacy. And I think, I, so I think it I think it depends. Um, I think you're right I'm about sure. the type of music because actually, if you there's there's certain bands or artists or whoever where you actually yeah that, uh, you're absolutely right where you actually think well how, how's he playing that or how's she how's she mm. doing that and you kind of do want to watch what they're actually doing while they're playing and yeah you don't want to be jumping around and whatever you just want to go well let me let me just take this all in or or it might be you know might be kind of go wow those lyrics are great I want to kind of immerse myself in those lyrics but it, yeah it depends very much on the kind of who, what I mean and I do and I don't get me wrong I, I like that kind of thing as well um but for, for for our music in our band that's kind of not where people are gonna they you know we're a kind of fun sing-along kind of, <laughs> kind yeah. of stuff I know. Uh, I think. I think that's where. I think that's where. What you're talking about there, which is yeah. where the two things don't necessarily gel. Where it's like you would expect because of the music. Listening, if you listen to it off a of record, you'd expect when you go to see it live that there would be some energy there, and then yeah. there's no energy there, and you think, ah, no, you feel kind of always, disappointed. Why? Why didn't? Yeah, yeah, and that, that's the thing. It's like you know, you might hear something fantastic. That you sit and listen to, and then you go and watch it, and you kind of think they're playing it all right. But I might as well have sat at home and listened to the record because I'm not gaining anything by watching, you know, a group of people just kind of going. Th- or if almost sometimes feel like going through the motions, it might be their thing. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> it's not always for me. In the fact that I kind of, I kind of want something different when I'm seeing something live to when I'm listening to them to the to the record at home you know you want something there must be something extra on top of that yeah i was always i i have to say i was always extremely critical i still am i think probably if i'm if i'm honest i'm extremely critical <laughs> when i go and see a, a a live band of the lead singer or whatever if if it's the kind of music where i'm expecting some energy and and literally yeah. they're just hung on the microphone and it's yeah. there there's nothing you know, there's no, no, there's no chat, there's no performance, there's no energy. It's just. Yeah. Um, but actually, you've highlighted the chat. The chat thing is a really important thing there. So I'm kind mm. of. A, <laughs> I don't think I don't think we're speaking out of turn within the band to say I'm uh, I'm a bit renowned for just talking nonsense when we play live, because my whole thing will be there's nothing worse than going to see a band of any level, and between songs you get absolutely nothing, nothing 
and they're just that they might be tuning up and there's nothing um i don't mind if song i don't mind if a band doesn't talk but the songs kind of all merge into one kind of thing almost because that's maybe their thing and that's kind of part of the whole energy and whatever that's kind of fine but if there's gaps and there's nothing happening and nobody's saying anything then it's very very obvious and that's the whole thing you know particularly at the level we're kind of at well that's the kind of point where bands start to lose the audience because people go, oh, well, I'll have a chat over here or, uh, you know, well, if you're not going to entertain me for these next two minutes between songs, I'll kind of do it here. Whereas actually I like, I really like it when people, they, and it almost doesn't matter what you say. Uh, and, and I very much, I don't plan what I say between songs, but I will just talk. Now, some of it will end up being nonsense um, by definition, but equally, occasionally, I'll hit the mark with some something funny that, do you know what, even if it makes the five members of the band laugh, then yeah. that's part of the whole experience that you kind of have, you know. It's, we, were actually, uh, we were actually talking about this on a, a interband Instagram Live uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, I, I was kind of giving some advice out because um one of the artists on there was saying well actually they they struggle in terms of what to say that that kind of you know the bit in between and yeah. i said well one of the things you can do especially if you're a band not obviously if you're a solo artist but if you if you are a band is which i quite enjoy as well watching live is to to if you if you struggle for something to say as the lead singer is try and get some maybe interband interaction going, and I quite like it where you go and see a band and it's like, so did you remember to do that then, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Dave. Dave didn't wash his socks a small, you know, and you get all of those little stories coming yeah. out from the band or like you know on the way here today. Yeah. Dave forgot to to pack his, you know, and that sort of thing is great. Because it kind Absolutely. of like gives you a little bit of insight into the, a day in the life of the band. So totally. I, I, I just I feel there's ways to do it, even if you don't. Well, and the other the other thing is, and I don't don't get me wrong, I understand why people find it difficult. I'm kind of, and it sounds like you're the same way, just reasonably confident in the fact that you don't care if something falls flat. And the, the thing is, that's what you've got to kind of go. Well, actually, sometimes those things don't work. And, <laughs> arguably at times those things are the, well, the ones where they don't work and everybody's kind of, you know, the rest of the band groans and go, goes, what's he on about? Those are kind of almost the best ones for me that I kind of like as well. But actually you've got, you've got to just go with the fact that actually some of those will hit and some of those will miss. And it doesn't matter because actually you've still kept going and there's still something there. There's not that silence. There's not that kind of gap. Um, so uh, yeah, just, it, it's just a case of just, just talk. Doesn't matter what it is, you know. <laughs> now, on the subject of uh, bands and, and and the size of a band as well, um, you you were telling me yesterday before before technology cuts off that actually this is in some ways your smallest band, the Rocket Kings, because you you this you play in some fairly large band. I mean, we're talking polyphonic spree type bands, oh, right? Beyond, beyond the polyphonic, I've seen the polyphonic spree a few times, beyond polyphonic spree size, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> orchestra size. Yeah, bands. absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, well, Rocket Kings, there's five of us, and, uh, you know, we are what you would call, 
let's say a traditional kind of band. Um, yes, with ukuleles, but we're we're still you know three lead instruments um, and then a bass, bass and drums, and three you know three vocals. So that's kind of you know regardless of what the instruments, whether guitars, pianos, bra, you know whatever they are, that's kind of what you would call. Think of most bands are that kind of thing. But then I'm also uh, I also lead three other bands which I kind of do. Which um, one called Small Strings, where there's 22 of us. One called uh, Riverside Jukes, where there's uh, around 20, 25 of us. And then one called Get Plucky, where there's 39 of us. That's amazing. That's so amazing. All very, very different. Very different kettle of fish to to the to, to Rocky Kings kind of stuff. And all and they all play covers, whereas Rocky Kings is all original original songs as well. So, and, and that's one of the reasons why actually in Rocky Kings we don't, we don't play covers. We I think we've only played. Uh, maybe in our seven-year existence, we've we've played a couple of snippets of little songs where we've kind of gone off on one. But probably like going back to our previous conversation between songs, something we want we once played a bit of "We Were Rock You," and I can't remember why, um, but it just kind of happened. We didn't mean to; it just happened. Um, and so there's a little bit, but fundamentally, we don't play. The only time we will is at Christmas. We'll always have a Christmas in our Christmas gig. We'll always put in some kind of Christmas cover version, but fundamentally, we don't. And one of the reasons we don't is because I have an outlet for covers in three other bands where and they yeah. all play and they and the and the cover versions across those three bands i make sure each band has a completely different repertoire so they don't they don't you know they don't share songs at all so they're all very different so i already uh, i spend my time whole time arranging kind of cover versions so which is one of the reasons why i like in rocky kings you know we don't you know it's originals people know that's what it is we're not going to play cover versions because i don't want to um you probably know this uh, three three members of the band uh play ukulele uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of ukulele, and you teach ukulele as well, correct? I do indeed. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, so, I, one of the things I want to know is: Do you have uh, a, an online ukulele teaching course called Rocket to Ukulele, or, or, or you know, <laughs> some kind of pun in there that's got rocket and ukulele in it? Because if not, you should have. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. But maybe I should. Yeah. Yeah. Put a rocket up your ukulele. That would be a yeah. great title for it. There we go. Yeah, um, teach, teach yourself, teach yourself ukulele the rocket way. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, who was it? Or for, for I don't know. You might know for the other members of the band as well. But what band was it, or group was it, or artist was it that you first heard ukulele in and you thought? Oh yeah, ukulele. Oh, I can. Uh, yeah, that's that's an easy one for me. So, um, so, so I've been playing guitar since I was in my teens, um, and played in bands, kind of at school, university, all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I, and I, and I, I've always written songs. So I spent a very, a very rarely played in stuff that done cover, did, did cover versions until more recently. Um, and uh, and so I was always one for writing songs. And then. Um, Oh, maybe I can't remember how many years ago now it was about 12 years ago or something. Um, actually, my brother had a ticket to see the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain. Now, at that point, I didn't really know who they were. I didn't know anything about the ukulele. And he said, I've got, I've got a spare ticket tomorrow. Do you want to come? And I uh, I went online, had a quick look and went, and I, funnily enough, I, I found them doing, they do a version of Pimble Wizard, which they do a cappella, so it doesn't even have any ukulele in it. And I went, oh, that sounds great. Go on, I'll give it a go. I'm free tomorrow. And I went along and within three songs, I went, I've got to get a ukulele. And this was a, this was in early December, and I think, and then I got, got, I told my parents, I said, I'm rubbish to buy presents for. Could you buy me a, could you buy me a ukulele for Christmas? But I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to tell you. Here's what I want. I don't know what I want. And so they, and uh, amazingly, on Christmas Day, there is, I get a ukulele, 
and I played it every day, uh, literally from there. Joined a band, joined a. I went. I went along to a beginners course, like I don't know, two months later. But realised that actually, because I played guitar for a long time, I was kind of. And the guy kind of just uh, who was running it, Rob, said, uh, well, just come and kind of just join the band. Don't worry about doing a beginner's course. And then uh, kind of within nine months, I was helping out with some of the teaching of kind of doing that as well. And uh, and yeah, and, I, and, and, and I've never looked back. And I literally I do. I very rarely pick up a guitar these days. And I just became and, and then I met. So the so Bex and Jess from the band, uh, I'm so that, so that band that I joined was the Small Strings, who, which is the one band, the, one of the bands I lead now, and and in fact that's how I met Bex and Jess, who are in Rocky Kings. Um, so that's how that kind of triggered off. So um, and yeah, and I never looked back, and uh, and, and it kind of it kind of to- it totally changed my life that I found the ukulele, and it became a thing that I kind of did. But so the ukulele orchestra of Great Britain, for people who may may, may not know, they they they've been around now for about thirty five years, and they for, are over thirty albums. Yeah, yeah and they they are. But you know, pretty much, certainly in the UK. But but they yeah. I think they talk globally. They are one of the prime reasons why the ukuleles had this kind of resurgence. Um, uh, and, they're, and they're and they're phenomenal musicians. They're absolutely fantastic. Um, they're very very different things to kind of what you know Rocket Kings and kind of stuff do. Um, but they're, they're, I mean, they're great great musicians. But in fact, what I I mean, and this is how they still they still have a little bit of influence of what I do in the fact that. When I'm choosing songs for the bands who play covers, I actively, one of the things I will do is if a sort of song crops up that I think, oh, that might be a good one, or somebody suggests, why don't we try this? I will go and check whether the ukulele orchestra of Great Britain have already done it. And if they have, I'll tend to avoid it because I don't want to, I don't want to do stuff that they've kind of uh, put their mark on and done something the way they have. So, uh, but that's how, yeah. And then that's how kind of ukulele go. And then it just became part, basically my life after that. Um, singer Sam Brown, who yep. had a fantastic voice. Uh, she, um, I think, around about 2010, wasn't it? She lo- lost her voice, didn't she? Yeah. Um, and joined the ukulele club as well. So Sam, I, so she set up a group. So she's she's not that. So she's in Henley, not not that. Well, she's not. She doesn't live there now, but not far from there. So actually, and I actually, had, and that's kind of. I think it's vaguely in existence still, kind of. But actually, I've sort of gained a few people who used to go to the whole kind of teaching thing there, who then kind of come to me and kind of. Yeah. So there's a bit of. So it's kind of stuff I kind of know about, and and, and that as well. It's uh, yeah. It's, I think there's a lot of lovely history in terms of uh, the ukulele in. Uh, let's say pop rock music i think it's great um one i try and leave people with a band they may not have ever heard of that where a ukulele is uh in your case has been used um i'm going to leave you with eden burning if you've never heard of them no i haven't there you go well there you are there's one there's one to uh to go and check out afterwards etc okay yeah um thank you for coming and talking about you and your music today um glad we managed to get past the demons um, now, yes. in time on the tradition, uh, when I say time on it, it's literally we've only started doing this recently because, quite frankly, I hadn't got my ass together. Um, I now have the My Music podcast playlist. There's a mouthful. Say that before you've had breakfast. And everybody that's come on the show, of which now, I mean, there are, would you believe there's over 300 episodes of this? Wow, nice. Yeah, Ticking around on Spotify. Everybody uh, has a song on there. What song would you like? from your repertoire to go on the my music podcast playlist for people to tune in with get get to know and then and then hopefully check out some more of your music 
Oh man, that's a tough call. So uh, I'm tempted to go. Oh, oh yeah, put me on the spot now. So um, uh, let, I'll give you my thinking about this one. I'm going to think out loud here. So paving the way, which is the title track, was the first single, but and that's got a video for it. That's already come out. We're about to release a second video next week, which is she's going to Mars, uh, and then there's going to be a third one, which is yellow, the Yellow Bird of Fortune. So they, they've kind of got videos for them. And I'm tempted to go with the Yellow Bird of Fortune on this occasion, uh, which is the, one of the ones with the trumpet in. Um, and, uh, and I think when we played the, launch, the album launch gig, it might have been the one we had the most fun on. Kind of, We had the trumpet player there. We had a stupid little choreographed dance move. I say choreographed. Yeah, we thought about it for about 10 seconds and we did it. Um, but uh, <laughs> I think uh, let's go for the Yellow Bird of Fortune. I reckon. Okay, I will be doing that straight after we get off air. Folks, if you want to hear the Yellow Bird of Fortune, uh, if you're probably already following the My Music Podcast playlist. If you're not, why not? Um, do like it, share it, share it around. It helps every single one of those independent artists who's on it. Um, I, I know that lots of bands that have been on have been busy sharing it on social media to try and get as many people listening to it as possible which is a wonderful wonderful thing you'll find the link to it uh on my instagram etc uh, as, as well as various other platforms um guys this has been dave from rocket kings do go and check out their music uh don't just uh stream it like it um go to a gig pay some money buy a t-shirt if they haven't got t-shirts take a longer t-shirt and here paint one for you i mean it's it's got a mug. Yeah. Brilliant. I, I, I need one of those, Dave. I need one of those. Um, send, send me a mug. I, I add it to my collection of banned mugs. Um, and also, if you want to send anything for uh, the, the, the board of uh, uh, my music fame, please do as well, and we'll add you in there. Um, so I've got beer, beer mats. I've got beer mats as well. Beer mats. Perfect. We'll have one of those in the post. Uh, some recent people that have been on here. Let's get them over. Uh, Lucy May for example. Um, yeah, we've had uh, oh, Harry Stafford down here. There he is again, Harry Stafford. Uh, so, yeah, wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on. It's great. Thanks it's for, been a thanks pleasure. For thanks so much for having me. A bit about your musical journey. Do come back later, folks, for more my music. Um, if you enjoy this, then you've, you've got taste. If you didn't, you're sad. Uh, until next time, bye for now. <laughs>